0: Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.
2: This is Paris.
3: Paris, we have probably one of the guests that I followed my childhood the most, Marlon Wayans on the show today.
2: He is hilarious. I love him.
3: Yeah. And you guys have a very odd connection. Um, tell me how you and Marlon are connected.
2: Well, he did this movie called White Chicks, which was inspired by my sister and I. And I just saw him recently a few weeks ago at this TikTok live be event. And we were just talking about it. And it was just fun to uh, ask him about it because I had never talked about it with him before.
3: Yeah. I loved that movie growing up and you know I, I knew about obviously The Simple Life and you and I, loved simple, I, and I loved White Chicks but I never put the two together did you know right away
2: yeah of course the <laughs> moment I saw the trailer I knew it Just it was so obvious
3: did anybody talk to you beforehand
2: um like
3: and, and be like hey we're doing this movie or
2: um I don't know if anyone reached out but I have no idea wow. I was traveling so much at that point um, but yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was just like dying laughing. I thought it was so funny. And, you know, I think the imitation is the highest form of flattery.
3: <laughs> and that's gotta be the highest form of imitation considering, I mean, we'll find out. We're going to talk to him about how much makeup went into it. What about you inspired <laughs> him? Um, it's very exciting. It's gonna, it's gonna be, a, I I think fun to hear about how you changed his life. Cause that was one of his most popular movies.
2: I love all his movies, like especially like the scary movies. Those are so funny. Oh my god! Him and his brothers are like hilarious.
3: I don't know a single person who hasn't seen those movies.
2: Mm-hmm. Literally, if, they're iconic.
3: And if I meet someone who hasn't seen those movies, it's not my type of person. I agree. That was my humor mm-hmm. for so long. I thought that was like so insanely funny. So good. Yeah, and I I heard something about how, you know, why they're not doing it anymore isn't the reason that people said, um, and he talked about how kind of got taken from him and everything. So it's great that he's having this little revival right now with becoming, transitioning into this leading man, Mm -hmm. which I
2: love. Me too. I just saw him in this movie with Rashida Jones. I thought he did an amazing job. I loved it.
3: Well, we'll talk to him about all of it Mm -hmm. right now. Let's introduce Marlon Waynes.
2: How you doing? Yes. Hi.
3: Hi. Where are you
4: right now? I'm in Miami celebrating my birthday.
2: Happy birthday.
4: Thank you. Nice. It's kind of a little bit, slightly hungover from last night.
3: <laughs> Will you be drinking again tonight, you think, though?
4: I'm going to pack. I want a <laughs> night off because I have to do a show on Saturday, and I like to uh, perform completely like dry so I can be funny. I don't. I don't like being drunk. Drunk and being creative, it's not a. It's not a good look. Look for me. I don't. I don't. I never. I'm always very clean when I. When I perform, because I may say some. Someone may say some stupid shit, and I don't want to say some really stupid shit back. (laughs) Especially since everybody has a camera phone now. At every show, you do. I probably will say some dumb shit. And then I'll be canceled. And everybody's like, "Oh, poor Mullen." Do so. You do. You do worry about that because I
3: feel like I mean, Paris and I were talking. (laughs) No, I don't give a fuck.
4: <laughs> Listen, here's why you don't give a fuck. Because if you start giving a fuck, then you don't realize that my audience likes me because I say all the shit everybody's scared to say. And so I made a career doing that. And just because the internet or, you know, uh, fucking Twitter and Instagram and Facebook is starting to wag their fingers at us. Like, you can't say this, you can't say that. Basically, my... My version of it, you know, I come from an era where we get said what the fuck we wanted to say, and we could agree to disagree, and no matter how stupid it was, because we live in a fucking America, which is the greatest country in the world, because we have freedom of speech. So why would you let other people's opinions disarm or take away the one thing that makes our country so great? It is quite okay for you to say some dumb shit, and you know, if they cancel you, then whoever cancels you, those motherfuckers wasn't listening in the first place. So my audience, as a comedian, if I say some outlandish shit and people go, oh, I'm not going to the show. Well, good, bitch. You wasn't going to be in my show anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I've been been making movies and doing things since I was 18 years old. So I've been in in it too long to let people govern what I'm going to say. I'm going to say what the fuck I'm going to say. I'm going to trust that what I'm saying comes from love. And it's about bonding people, not breaking people. I do it with kids' gloves. And when I tell a joke, if I tell a joke about white people, I want white people to laugh the loudest. If I tell a joke about gay people, I want gay people to laugh the loudest. If I tell a joke about black people, I want black people to laugh the loudest. Why? Because that's a good joke. Mm -hmm. Is when the people you're making fun of laugh the loudest. That's the difference between they keep trying to lump like white chicks in with like Watermelon Man or... Uh, or, or some movie where a white guy had blackface on it's like no you know why white chicks works because you know who loves it the most fucking white chicks yes. <laughs> so, <therefore, laughs> there's nothing offensive about it when the audience that you made it about it's really for Hmm. plus what equal opportunity offenders we did a movie called White Chicks. We made fun of black people. We made fun of white people. We made fun of teenagers. We made fun of college students. We made fun of white guys. We we went. We made fun of everybody. We just have fun poking poking uh, poking at the world, poking fun at the world.
3: So what? What about uh, <laughs> Paris and Nikki gave you the White Chicks? Do you remember the moment you wanted to do White Chicks?
4: Uh, my brother Sean called me at like three in the morning, I'm lying in bed. I think we, were, we just did like scary movie or some other shit. He called me up and Sean was, Sean was one of the greatest dudes ever with coming up with ideas. It's like his genius. Um And he was like, yo, Marlon, we should, our next movie, we should play white women. I said, bro, I don't know what the fuck you're on. Let's put that shit down and never do it again. He was like, I'll call you in the morning. So in the morning, he calls me, he's like, yo. And he showed me the cover of like, I think it was Rolling Stone or some magazine you and your sister was on. He was like, we should play them in our next movie. I was like, great. How the fuck we gonna make that happen? I'm not cutting off my dick. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> makeup. And then, and basically we sat down and we watched Some Like It Hot. And he was like, we should remake this movie playing these girls. And so basically Paris and Nikki were like, our inspiration for doing White Chicks. And we was like, oh, dope. So once I bit down on the idea, we was like, oh, this could be funny as fuck. So we watched Something Like It Hot. We watched a bunch of other movies, makeup movies, blah, blah, blah. Came up with what we was going to do. And then we pitched it to Joe Roth over at Revolution Studios. And Joe Roth said, I fucking love it. We're going to call the movie White Chicks. And, and I mean, we pitched my brother Keenan. Keenan was down. And there you have it. And I'm glad we do it. It's probably... <laughs> Everyone's favorite Wayne's movie
2: It's so good I, I love it I think it's genius It's iconic It's it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen made, ever
4: Oh, thank you You inspired that So thank you <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you
4: You <laughs> came over to my house one day You and Naomi Cam- Campbell So random You came over Y'all made eggs <laughs> <laughs> What? We dr- all drunk as fuck You came over And Naomi was like I want to make some eggs, and she made me the she made the nastiest eggs I ever seen, and I was like, I'm not eating those. And y'all fucked them up. It was like someone beat up an egg while it was frying. I was like, Yo, y'all don't cook my child. Huh? Like she didn't whip the eggs. It was just like it was raw but burnt. It was a weird, the weirdest egg. Do you remember this?
2: Yes.
0: What was the night?
2: <laughs> I don't know. We were just like having a fun night and then we went there and we were cooking. because well, we, I love to cook. I don't know. <sighs> yes.
4: You know, we, we partied together a lot, but in the same room, but separately. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you're DJing now so you can look at the party and be like... Mm-hmm. What were we doing? What were we doing?
3: <laughs> Do you have that perspective sometimes when you're DJing a set and you're like, holy shit, I was out there for hours on end?
2: Yes, but it's so much fun. Just like I, I love going out. I love the music. But back in the day, it was way more fun than it is now. For sure. Oh, yeah.
4: Back in the day, parties was parties. Like, it was a good time. People actually dance. Then just stand on a fucking couch. People would actually dance We sweat. We hung out back in like the, what club was that? Bootsy Bellows and, mm-hmm. and Troubadour and, um, and, uh, what's the name? Uh, Sarah, not Sarah, Sarah. Uh, yeah. And Again. they had those, their clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah and, those was good times. Like Joe's and like, we had fun, fun. Like nobody had their fucking camera out and videotape and everything. We had fun. We were so busy being in the party that we would never pull our camera out and go, hey, look at what we're doing. We didn't give a fuck what we were doing. We wasn't putting the shit on Instagram and Snapchat. And we had fun. I I I want kids to get out their phone and bring that shit back. I feel sorry for this generation.
2: I know. I agree. I feel like social media ruined nightlife. It used to be so much more fun to go out. And now everyone's just like looking at their phone the
4: entire time. I love social media, but I hate that about social media because it takes away the live experience of just having some fucking fun. Like, sometimes lock your phone and you have some fucking fun. I I rarely pull my phone out like, oh, what I'm doing like that. I'm going to be in a party. I don't want to remember what I'm doing. And I, I, I don't if I'm really having a good time. I don't want fucking evidence of what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm looking like a fool right now, and that's what it's like when you're going to have some fun yes
3: <laughs> did you ever get upset like if uh someone paparazzi or someone you were with posted content from a night out did that ever happen to you
4: all the time my friends know don't don't post me unless i say it's cool i don't i, I don't do that unless like if you see me pull my phone out great that means i'm owning the moment and i'm like all right bet you better get your camera out. Then after that put your phone away don't sneaky peep me i don't, I don't want people in my business i'm, I'm, I'm partying I don't have a fucking fun. <laughs> no, no, I don't get in a lot. Of, I get in trouble for what I say, not what I do. Even partying. I've been partying so long. Like, I, would probably, I party responsibly. It's rare mm. you're going to see me do dumb shit. I'm a loving dude. I'm a lot of fun. I'm not a dick. So you're not going to see a lot of light. I've been doing it too long. I've been raised by so many dope people. I'm not going to be out of pocket. No, Every now and then, yeah. I have to choke a motherfucker out. That's happened. I'm glad that wasn't on <laughs> one table. It was two times at a bar and my buddies are always with me to help me out. Some dude was ordering drinks. and he's I, ordered, I was at the bar and I was getting a drink. A dude was passing by over me, looking me dead in my face, passing drinks over. And I was like, hey, bro. Like, that's a little rude. Like, Just be like, he's like, what are you going to do about it? I said, motherfucker. I grabbed him by his neck and I'm about to elbow him. No, what happened was he looked at his boys, He's go and he's seen he has a five friends with him. And it was just me at the time. And he was like, like he was looking at them like, what are you gonna do about it? I said, motherfucker. And I seen one of my buddies coming, Mark Burnbaum, Long's catch. And Mark is like 6'5", it's 200-something pounds. And so I seen Mark, and I grabbed this motherfucker by his neck, and I was about to elbow him, and Mark came swooping in like, no! And he stopped me from elbowing the dude Because he was like, you know, bro, you, you can't do that And then Paparazzi caught me coming outside the club You know, he's still mad Saying I'm gonna fuck that guy up But that's the most I've ever Really gotten in trouble But he deserved it, the guy was being a dick and a bully
2: Yeah,
3: I feel like he deserved it
2: mm-hmm, I agree <laughs>
4: I'm a gangster I just don't look it
3: You're the OG. <laughs> I, look,
2: yes. I don't look
3: like it in the Gilligan Hat. <laughs> no, but the beard helps. I heard that this is a beard you've been, tr- you know, trying to grow for years now.
4: Only forty nine years. <laughs> it's still not connecting on here. It looks like I got pushed in the fire, and it's nappy <laughs> in weird places. So I thought about putting a relax on my beard, but I want to burn my face. Mm. See yours, I would rob you of, because <laughs> you have underneath hair. I'm so mad about it. Yeah. Now you should get long hair. With it, it's a vibe.
3: That's what my brother has. But no, as soon as you have the underneath hair, every, you know, it's like one of those things that g- guys want. Every guy who doesn't have a beard goes, I want to grow a beard. And then as soon as you grow it, every girl goes, and it feels like pubes, you know? And it's just <laughs> not, it's not like it's something guys want and girls are like, I'd rather you not have
4: that. I think a beard is great. Just don't have a beard and chest hair because then you can connect it to... No the chest hair. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> yeah. chest hair? None. Yeah, same I Literally, I grow no hair on my chest at all Yeah, same None for Paris either I barely either. grow hair <laughs> That's odd. I, I barely grow pubic hair I don't even need to shave it <laughs> Well, that actually weird. weird. Yeah, I'm, I've got like
3: insane art Is this what the audience wants to hear? I got a lot of armpit hair I got no chest hair
4: I just so hairy, girls be like I can't find it yeah. <laughs> I can't find it I know there's a dick
0: down here I know it <laughs> This is Paris So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
1: Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! Yeah! retired from a life you know that his business is failing his house is going up for sale he is the every man tell me about this driver job we got a lot of action in this show we have moments of real danger and we want to feel as if anything could happen gray is invited to drive for this man he's invited to make money and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do i did what you told me to And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+.
5: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
6: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.
3: I want to talk about uh, respect a little bit. You know? <laughs>
4: yeah. Speaking of views, let's talk about respect. <laughs> speaking of views, Well, I just think like, like.
3: Oh, be- before, and I, th- I think you kind of talked about it so well. It's like scary movie. It's like you basically were saying, go ahead and try and cancel me. I don't give a fuck. It wasn't really even a thing back then, but it still was. You still had to kind of, people were still worried. But now you're transitioning into this leading man. You've got these roles now that carry like a different weight in the public eye. And people almost are looking for a reason to sometimes cancel those leading men. So are you nervous about that?
4: Not at all. Oh. People don't really cancel leading men like that for the, for those. But I've done... The jokes that we to- told back then, stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. I have kids coming up to me going, man, I love Don't Be a Menace. Man, I love scary movies. Those movies was like 25, 30 years ago, right? Remember, Sean Penn was once in... Uh, fast times at Ridgemont High. We all mature, we all grow up. And mm-hmm. for me, transition happens at a great time. I'm always gonna do comedy. Like, I got Respect coming out August 13th, where I play leading man slash villain. And six days later, I have my HBO stand up comedy special coming out. You know what it is on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. So I'm just a very diverse artist in terms of what I do. That's just how I how I express myself. I do it all. I act, I write, I produce, I do stand-up, I do TV, I do movies, I do sketch, I do it all. And the audience respects and loves what I do. I I do, and I've been doing it for 30 years. So nobody can tell me how to do it. I just know how to learn how to do it better.
3: That's great.
2: Well, yeah, I love everything you do. Like, I think you're just a genius at what you do. You and your brothers, like, there's no one funnier. So I've always been just a huge fan of you guys. And the scary movies are so good. Are you you guys going to do another one of those?
4: I think one day we will, you know, I think. uh, And it's funny, everybody's everybody's like, you've grown past that. You shouldn't do another scary movie. You know, you're a leading man now. If you don't think, I'm going to put that afro on. And play shorty, son? Of course I'm gonna play shorty. Who the fuck else is gonna do it, son? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so I love many. what I do. I, I'm, a, I'm a still gonna do it. Like, yeah, you have to. I gotta. Because that's just the kind of artist I wanna be where I can do it all. We do it white chicks too? Goddamn right. I'm gonna put on my, my blonde wig and put on and, and put on that dress and go do it.
3: What's the makeup like in the chair before <laughs> Hell white all. chicks?
4: I'm so glad I was born a black man. Harris, if it takes you that long, <laughs> seven hours every day.
2: Seven hours for that hair and makeup.
4: Every day, seven hours. Every day, and we would work, and then we would film for fourteen hours after that. So me and my brother, there were days like the majority of the movie, we worked twenty-two hour days. Wow! Oh my because God. we had to get a movie, put got it in on a certain budget. So you know, now I just I really enjoy playing a black man because I'm in makeup chair for 20 minutes and I'm out. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just put some anti shine on and let's go. It's a lot easier.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that.
2: So in the iconic dance off scene, how long did it take you guys to choreograph that?
4: Um, that not the choreography, but learning those dance moves. I thought me and my brother could dance. Until so we had to do that shit. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Y'all, y'all break dancing, break dancing? This is what we doing?" So and the girls, like Britney Daniels and and uh um who else was that Brittany Daniels and um god damn it. Jamie King. Jamie King and shit, my baby, I forgot. God damn it. But there was one other girl, and all the girls really committed to those dance moves and what happened we, me and Sean when we did have two hours of sleep sometimes we went to sleep and we go to the club with all the cast and we were in a club in, in Vancouver and we would shut like literally we do the dance off in clubs <laughs> battling each other and that was to make sure we knew the dance moves and oh, so, so good. people would be watching us having this battle these two black dudes so we were shutting Vancouver down
3: Yes. That's great. I hope that goes down as like a national holiday in Vancouver. That was, my favorite,
4: that was my favorite movie to film because we just had so much fun with the cast, man. I remember I moved. Me and my brother was staying in this beautiful uh, like townhouse on the water. And I was like, you know what? I love my cast so much that I moved into the Sutton place in this rinky dink little one bedroom stink carpet uh, uh, a hotel room because I just wanted to be able to hang out with the cast and have a good time
2: yeah that was an awesome cast it looked like so much fun to be on that set Mm -hmm.
3: how long does it take you to write and produce
4: a movie like White Chicks Uh, it depends every movie is its own different beast right? so I would say on average to write it it the right way being that I've been doing it so long now I could write a dope script I think in six months, uh, in three to six months, if I'm okay. bunker hunkered down and I'm really doing the work, three to six months. But before, I would say one to two years. But as you get better, you know, it's like uh, you just know how to how to do it better now. So, and in a more efficient time.
3: So, what about your special? You know, it's a different part of the different part of the creative brain a little bit. How long does it take you to put a special together, like you did for HBO
4: Max? To put the hour together, like, I always put together, like, five hours of material or three hours of material, and then I work from there, and I figure out what story I want to tell. So this special, I toured it. Once I got it together, it took me about three months to get it together, and then I toured it for, like, a year and a half to make sure that all the material worked everywhere. And then um, uh, after touring it, um, you film a special, and once you do the special... I never say the jokes again, so you retire material. Hmm. So I finished my special in May. Five seven days later, I had to go to Baltimore to do a brand new hour and a half. So and I didn't say anything that was in my special. So for me, I'm at I'm just at this place where now I know my next three specials. So I'm looking forward to my next special. I think I'm gonna call it. Is uh, I'm gonna dedicate it to my mom who passed. Uh, on and our birthdays are the same 723 and it's just going to be a dedication to my mother and then uh, I want to do another one called Il Bambino and Il Bambino is about me being the youngest of me and my siblings but this one I'm dropping right now is not that you know what it is it's about me my my daughter my, my gay daughter my son who can be a dickhead my <laughs> you know my children's mother and me getting caught on a boat uh cheating a uh, couple years ago so it's about good shit were you nervous to write about any of that? <laughs> no, my kids know I got a first look deal on your life so you do some dumb shit I'm going to talk about it on stage so please some favor try not to do no dumb shit and they can't what are they going to say I'm like dad you can't do that joke alright well then you can't go to college because I got to pay these bills you're on, on the Mall Waynes uh, United Negro College Fund um, scholarship so you got to do what i say. saying do you want your kids to go into this world I think whatever they want to do my kids I just want you to be happy I know I'm happy right so whatever you choose to do as long as you love it I'm happy for you I don't care if it's rocket science I don't care if it's health medicine I don't care if it's creative writing acting directing I was gonna say porn, but you know I, that I just, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it. I just prefer to watch it. You'll we'll Be watching your own porn. Um, but whatever you love, do it and be the best you can at what you do, and that's all. You never know where the world's gonna take you, right? So you know, I look at like look at Paris. You know, you out here DJing and doing it big, and I'm I'm proud and happy for you. You know, you went from partying to throwing the party. Thank you. And you know, and you're great at what you do, and you get to travel the world live the lavish, lush lifestyle, look great and watch people rock. And you know, that's a good life. Are you smiling? If you're smiling, you know, life is good, man.
1: Now you do a podcast.
4: Now it's funny Mm -hmm. the way God works, man. Everything happens for a reason, the way it's supposed to happen for you. And I don't want what anybody else has. I just want what God got coming for me.
2: I see lots of things always coming for you. So you're very blessed.
4: Let's go half on a boat. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> and we throw, we throw 2,000 parties where everybody got to dance. No cell phone. Everybody gets a two-way pager. And you could you could sky tell two-way page each other, but there's no phone calls, there's no pictures, there's no cameras. Period.
2: I love that idea. Let's do it. it. Let's do it. I'm Club ready. Paris ready. Oh, I love that.
0: I think mean, yeah. that's great.
2: This is Paris.
1: Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver.
0: Yeah!
1: I'm retired from life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show, we have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man, he's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC Plus.
6: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually
2: this is seven sliving questions. So, the first sliving question What is your spirit animal and why?
4: My spirit animal are ostrich? Because they're funny looking. They're <laughs> weird. But they strong as fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, or maybe a giraffe because they have long necks and they're really sweet. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to have a couple, but I'd probably say off the top probably an ostrich.
2: I like that answer. What is the craziest rumor? They're pretty
4: in an ugly way. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I man. Like they don't get credit for how pretty they are. You gotta get up close and be like, mm, yeah, "You're fucking interesting. And you're a bird, but you don't fly." Fucking interesting. And they're
3: what, dangerous. They're dangerous too. Secretly dangerous. Yeah, you're plucking
2: <laughs> your
4: fucking eye with a friend.
5: I'm
2: dying. <laughs> So good. Um, what is the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself?
4: The craziest rumor I ever heard about myself? Um, that I was married. I was like, bro, you may want to holler at my baby mama. <laughs> 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 she got some whole nother news for you. I actually, I was so scared of marriage. I actually, I never been married. I proposed. But I didn't say, will you marry me? I bought a beautiful ring and I was like, would you marry me? And I just want to know that you would. And if you would <laughs> here, take this ring. But no, I don't want to get fucking married. So you don't have to say <laughs> yes or no. Just say yes and take the ring.
3: Uh, There's going to be so many guys just doing the, would you marry me now? After listening to this advice.
4: <laughs> I think nothing. We be mature enough. I think you have to wait. Like, you know what I mean? Like. When I, when I tell people I've not been married yet, they like, especially older people, they're like, good. All you did was save yourself three divorces. And you should get mm. married in, in your 50s, you know, because then, you know, you got 20 years to be your best you and then you die. And I'm like, okay, it's morbid, <laughs> but okay, it makes sense. So do you want to get married eventually? Eventually, yeah, okay. definitely. I know, I just, I, when, especially when I was young, like, I, and it sounds crazy, but I just, I never wanted to cheat on my wife. Mm. So, I didn't do it, and I, I don't want to make empty promises. So, if I do it, I'm gonna be faithful, and I'm gonna marry that woman, and I'm gonna honor it.
2: I, I like that. that. Yeah, that's good. Very nice.
4: Until then, I'm in them damn streets. I'm in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Your first celebrity crush and your current celebrity crush.
4: My first celebrity crush. uh I don't know. I have horror eyes, so I loved everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, I, I, and it ranges, like, from you, Naomi Campbell, uh, oh, my first celebrity crush, Thelma from Good Times. Sorry, that was before your time. Thelma from good, from good Times. If I seen her now at 60, 70, I'd probably still be like, I'll do her. <laughs> <Earth> <laughs> the the kid. kid. I, would've, I, would've, I, would've, I would have I did Arthur Kid up until her dying day
2: love it
4: that's
2: great and who's the, the current one current celebrity uh-huh. crush your current uh-huh. celebrity crush like now
4: uh, no, i'm not to crush on anybody like that my, if i had to pick i would say um my current celebrity crush uh jennifer hudson because she's just so goddamn talented mm. and when you see respect you're gonna be like man this woman is amazing oh halle berry Sorry, Jen. They put Jen aside. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yeah, she is amazing. But Halle Berry. I mean, we all gonna love Halle Berry. Yeah. Halle Berry Some slides. I don't love Halle Berry. Halle Berry loves Halle Berry. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, if I was Halle Berry, I would do nothing but play with myself in the mirror all day long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's really hot.
4: <laughs> oh, Lapita, she she's sexy, too. I tell you, I got hot eyes. You can't ask me. I'll be like, yeah, J-Lo. Everybody. We spend the rest of
3: the episode just listing off every celebrity.
4: <laughs> it just gets weird. Good Get rock. <laughs> <laughs> <In this air. laughs>
2: I've never laughed this hard in any of our podcasts. No. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's the craziest thing that you've done lately?
4: <laughs> I don't know, probably last night drinking the magnum bottle of nineteen forty two and not remembering did I finish it? Um, but I don't do a lot of crazy shit. Like, I, like for me, like, I ain't swimming with no sharks. I ain't jumping in skydiving. I'm, I'm not that dude, man. Like, I, I I'm too old to be crazy. Uh, fun to me is I'm doing it. I'm sitting at a pool, just grabbing some sun, hanging on my nephews and my my brothers and my sisters, and you know, and waiting for my kids to get twenty one so I could take their ass to a club and show them how to do it. And then, uh, but I don't I don't really do crazy. I don't, I don't I don't get excited from that. I think I get adrenaline rush from doing stand from doing comedy that, mm-hmm. that's my rush. that's my drug. I love I love the fact that I did my special and a week later I had a whole new hour and a half of brand new material and got a stand ovation and rocked that show. And for me, that's exciting. Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. boring okay. I know No I <laughs> like it. I, I can't wait to see the special what what date is it on, on HBO Max?
4: It's called You Know What It Is. Comes out August 19th on HBO Max. And Respect, August 13th in theaters. Watch Jennifer Hudson win two Oscars. Forest Whitaker's amazing. And you're going to see a different Marla one you haven't seen yet. Yay. What
3: a cast. I can't
2: wait to see those. All right, I have another sliving question. What is the worst date you've ever been on and why?
4: Hmm. Worst date i ever been on? Ah. Uh, Probably the first date with my children's mother because I farted and I tried to make believe I did. She's like, did you fart? And I was like, no. And I opened the fridge and was like, crack, crack. And Megan, like, she's like, you farted. She teased me to this day. And I'm like, yeah, I farted. We all got gas. I was colicky. I was always a colicky baby. Leave me alone.
2: (laughs) What is the craziest fan encounter that's ever happened to you?
4: All of them. All of them. 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 (laughs) And I love them. But they're crazy. There's one girl got my number and every time I block her, she keeps creating a new number and call me again. And I'm like, it's been like three years. At a point I was like, fuck it, you're just my friend at this point. <laughs> you wore me down. And I guess at some point, yeah, you know what? Let me just give you the dick so you can leave me alone. You're wearing me down. It's... Three years, you're wearing me down. I've said no a million times. At some point, I'm just going to be like, here, just take the dick. Okay, just give it back when you're done. That's very gracious of you. You just get tired. Like, I, I like at a point, I, I feel like a prude. I've been saying no, no, no. It's like when she sends me these photos, and I'm just like, I don't even give a thumbs up, or I send thumbs down, and she's still like, oh, what about this angle? I'm like, thumbs down. And eventually, after 500,000 photos, I just gave her a thumbs up. And then she stopped saying photos. So I just feel like maybe she needs positive affirmation. (laughs) And you're that for her. That's really beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a giving. God gave me all this. I can't be selfish with it.
2: (laughs) What was the first big purchase you made when you got your first check?
4: I bought a first big check. I bought a 1994 Range Rover and the, the, the short wheelbase. And I still have that car to this day. I spent $48,000 cash at the time. And I still have that car to this day. It only has 56,000 miles on it. Wow. I love it. It's living. My old my old faithful. It's beautiful. I got a, I'm going to refurbish it soon. Once I remodel in my house, then I'll remodel the car. I like it.
3: I like it. You got a lot of projects coming out uh so you're busy enjoy it was so it was so great meeting you marlon it, uh,
4: oh good times man yeah really exciting uh, enjoyed the conversation with y'all
2: we did too this was so oh, much you had, fun you at
4: your, you, you your beach house Paris. you live next to my manager oh malibu like, he, yeah he was so excited it was like Paris Hilton? castle living next door i said when you run by if you see him in the window naked shower and tell me i said what's up <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god i love our, na- our new neighbor he's so cool i love him he's so funny and well, if you see Michael Rosenberg
4: uh, near there, you should know him. He's a great dude.
2: Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Love. I'm
4: glad to sit and talk with you, girl. You come too. by and make some uh, some ugly eggs. Bring Naomi Campbell. Make some burnt, <laughs> runny eggs anytime.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And let me know about white chicks, too.
4: <laughs> yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> so Thank you. So much fun. At Happy birthday.
2: See Hope you to yourself. see you soon. Thank you,
4: baby. I appreciate you. Keep uh, rocking. I'm going to come to one of your shows. Hell yeah. All right. Bye, we're gonna. I know it's gonna be hot, and we're gonna be slipping. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
2: Love. love it.
3: <laughs> Fun episode, Paris.
2: That was hilarious. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> oh my god, he's so. He's just hilarious. I love him. He's so cool.
3: I I couldn't imagine being cooler than doing your interview with Paris Hilton, poolside at a Miami hotel post birthday party. Like, that is just cool.
2: That's just how he is.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's so funny, and I'm so excited for this part of his career now where we get to see a different side of him.
2: I know, me too. And I'm just really proud of him and what he does and excited for White Chicks, too.
3: I think you should start working on your stand-up special, have him help you. Mm -hmm. It's the one thing I haven't seen Paris Hilton do yet, and I think one-hour special could be Really funny with his mentorship.
2: Okay, I'll try.
3: <laughs> Paris tries is I get anything that I say that has Paris and I just go, that's oh, going to be a Netflix show in six months, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, if you guys want, everyone go check out Marlon Wayne's project Respect coming out August thirteenth, and then his special on HBO Max. You know what it is, August nineteenth. And then check out Cooking with Paris. I mean, we can't forget about this. Mm
2: -hmm. Still,
3: go watch that show um, and enjoy.
2: I love how I was cooking with Naomi at his house. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So perfect. I think if anyone's ever doubted that Paris has cooked before this Netflix series, we just debunked it. Yep. (laughs) And we'll forget how we described the eggs and we'll move forward past that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is, by the way, the the grossest description of eggs I've ever heard in my life. Burnt but still uncooked
2: (laughs) burnt and raw yeah
3: uh well anyway paris i'll see you next week
2: yes see y'all next week thanks for listening to this is paris we love hearing from you so leave us a review send an email to paris at iheartradio.com leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS and follow us at this is paris podcast bye babes
0: follow paris at paris hilton and follow hunter march host of ease nightly pop at hunter march
2: No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
0: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use?
5: A wine country. Heck, yeah. Yeah.